unspoken words. Episode 130, the Seek Help episode. Hey, 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 yay, yay. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Sound like old, old large skins. Old large skins. That's the way my throat feels like old large skins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Unspoken Words. One thirty. We're gonna get to get into some maladaptive behavior a little bit later, but right now, dirty thirty, dirty one thirty. Ho, ho, ho. Okay, over here to my right, all the way from Baba Nino, 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 he is your favorite Indian, your whole in one, your ace, JCB, say shoulder. Except no substitutes. All right. And on the phone tonight, all the way from the Middle East, the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> originally from L Jesus number 83 in a place to be the pod Gotti Randy B say showed up showed up oh and you know me mo hugs not drugs all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek Aho. it's real good to be here it's real good I feel like I a hero. <laughs> feel like a hero, Bogon. So you guys treat me like a hero. Didn't okay. that guy pass? Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, shoot. I think he passed a long time ago. Ooh. James, that was MySpace, wasn't it? No, it's on YouTube. It's still on YouTube. Uh Tall can dance off or something, oh, like, or hurricane yeah. dance off or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, JC's in JC's in yeah, Fort. What was it, Fort Peck? Pretty sure it was Fort Peck. Oh, I thought it was Fort Belknap. Fort Peck. I, I feel like a hero. I feel like a hero. I know JC is in the background doing the running man. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't show my contest moves. Yeah, uh, he only made he only made it to semifinals. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, Randy B, you're over there in the Middle East, what's going on? Yes, sir. I'm out here for a conference, a mental conference. Um, yeah, I've been trying to connect with these guys for a few years, and finally had a chance to come out here, so I took it. Right on, right on. You're right. Or which one are you in St. Paul or uh, Minneapolis? All oh, right, on right on downtown Indigo Hotel. <laughs> it was pretty good, man. It was crazy because I am um, yesterday I was checking in and the hotel I got to first was kind of sketchy. So my like, man, like I got a refund and I, you know, got you know for a few extra bucks. 30 bucks, man. I got a freaking nice room downtown. So nice. Um, yeah. And then I got there and that guy gave me an upgrade, you know, <laughs> did you get a massage. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Bro, was, did you? <laughs> oh no, not a massage, but it, it was crazy. Like, man, at the end of the hallway, there's like a, it's just only two rooms at the end of the hallway. And it has like doors that you can lock, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> or a corner a corner bedroom. <laughs> oh. I'll send you guys pictures. <laughs> I'm scared. Thirty extra <laughs> bucks. I got a locking <laughs> door. I, I have my shorts on. <laughs> oh, that's that's important. <laughs> Gotta have your chonies. I'm wearing underwear, guys. <laughs> that's important. Hey, that's very important. All right, JC, your favorite Indian. You got something for us, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so here's something we haven't done in a while. I'll just get your reaction to some of these uh, crazy headlines that I've been looking at lately. Um, Yeah, just a headline. Give me your reaction. What do you think? Okay. So let's just jump right in, and this one says... I don't know even know I don't know where most of these are from so but they're definitely okay so guy who says god sends natural disasters to punish gays has his home destroyed in a natural disaster <laughs> man <laughs> I got him man what's your no reactions uh no my mind <laughs> that's the only crazy reaction. that's the only reaction what did it to take? This. It said, guy who says, oh, wait, no, I, I scrolled past it. Let me go back. Let me go back. Guy who says God sends natural disasters to punish gays has his home destroyed in a natural disaster. That's jacked up, huh? Hey. I think this one, this one here, probably one of those police blotters that they have in the paper. It just says, burglar. An Oak Hill community couple discovered a thief in their home Saturday after a man told a joke and heard a laugh upstairs. <laughs> so next time you break into somebody's home and you hear a good joke, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Do not laugh at all. No, no sound. Okay, here's another one from uh, probably a police uh, report anyway. It says a group of students playing hide and seek in the Harris Fine Arts Center at 11 p.m. caused a faculty member to call the university police. The police arrived, but were not able to find any of the students. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> no, I was read that again. I was like, a what? group of students playing hide and seek uh, in the Harris Fine Arts Center. Caused a faculty member to call the university police. The police arrived, but were not able to find any of the students. <laughs> so they're actually pretty good at their uh, hide-and-seek game. Yeah, kind of like someone else I know. <laughs> Mr. Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Hide-and-seek champion. Hide-and-seek champion. Brother Bigfoot. 2,000 years running. Here's one that says the Learning Center on Hanson Street reports a man across the way stands at his window for hours watching the center making parents nervous. Police ID the subject as a cardboard cutout of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you, you ever see that one that's down here at the um, the Bourbon or whatever that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, when you drive by it. Or it's Chuck Liddell? Yeah. Yeah, because like, every time I pull out of there, I see that, and he's he hasn't moved. Makes me wonder. He hasn't oh, moved. Yeah. Window, huh? Yeah, he's standing in the doorway or window or whatever. Did you ever see that one right outside of uh, Shoots downtown on 29th? 29th. There's 29th. that uh, right across from the Monte Carlo. Remember there's that uh, parking lot? Yeah, I know where the, yeah, okay. And then you look up on the second floor. Did you see that one that was there? No. Uh, there no oh, he left, finally left? <laughs> huh? 
finally headed out. Yeah, they must have left. <laughs> when it was it's funny, I'll send a picture to you later. <laughs> it's pretty deadly. Okay. Uh-huh. Check, check, <laughs> check this one out. Woman accidentally joins search party looking for herself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find her. <laughs> uh, sounds like something one of my relatives would do. <laughs> Who are we looking for? <laughs> We're looking for you. What are you talking about? What does she look like again? What does she look like? <laughs> <laughs> what was she wearing? <laughs> okay. Here's another one of a uh, report of male riding bike through neighborhood yelling racial slurs at 8.47 a.m. Officer stops man who says he's just trying to find his dog Snickers. <laughs> Get over here, Snickers. 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 <laughs> Racial slurs. Gosh damn you, Snickers. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> Come here, Snickers. But they, they thought he was yelling racial slurs. Hey. Oh, my God. Embarrassing. Luckily, he didn't get jumped or something. Right? Right. <laughs> what you talking about? What'd you Get say? my dog. What'd you name your dog? <laughs> okay. Belgian man discovers wife of 19 years was born a man. Says he understands now why she wasn't good at ironing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's jacked up. <laughs> so, uh, which one that you didn't know it for 19 years or the fact that she wasn't good at ironing? No, yeah, what he said. <laughs> what? Okay, all right. Typographical error. Due to a typing error, Saturday's story on local artist John Henninger mistakenly reported that Henninger's bandmate, Eric Lede, was on drugs. The story should have read that Lede was on drums. The Sentinel regrets the error. <laughs> 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 Tonight we got JC, your favorite Indian on drugs. On drugs. On drugs. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. He's on drums. He's on the drums. Our little drummer boy. Okay, here's one for you. Florida couple arrested for selling tickets to heaven. <laughs> oh. Huh. So all that I doesn't do is, seem far fetched. All I got to do is, well, they are from Florida. Yeah. All mm-hmm. I got to do is buy a ticket. Huh? Where yep. can I buy this ticket? How much are they? How much are they? But that actually doesn't even uh doesn't say. Oh wait, no, ninety nine, ninety nine. What? Mm. So like for a hundred dollars, you get a ticket. I wonder if that's like in the nosebleed section, or you get front row <laughs> seats, or what? That's like just right inside the gate. You're like, okay, you're here. You stay here. Here's standing here, room only. Here's a blanket. Here's a blanket. <laughs> At least they give you a blanket. All right. Zoo separates five parrots after the birds were caught encouraging each other to swear at guests. <laughs> so it was Indian parrots. Oh, resed out parrots. They had some resed out parrots. They had to be separated. <laughs> you mother sucker. <laughs> Go ahead. Mother sucker. Say it. Say it. Mother sucker. Mother sucker. Mother sucker. No, mother father. Mother father. Mother pot. This mother father. We got more mother fathers. Don't they usually do that too? I can't even do it. I know. You're too sickly. This one really makes me sad. Bear falls through skylight into party, then eats all the cupcakes. Damn it. Damn you. Damn you, bear. 
So he's Randy Bear. Randy Bear ate all the cupcakes. Oh, man. <laughs> Climbing around on the roof again. How did he get up on the roof to fall through the skylight? Oh, man. Bears are resourceful. Terrified neighbors called police to domestic dispute, but find man alone screaming at a spider. (laughs) 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 I'd burn the whole house down. That kind of makes me wonder. Remember when I had the rickets? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I had, or shingles, man, that would, that hurt. Like I was like literally screaming around in my, I wonder why they didn't call the cops on me. I don't know. Screaming around in my room like that because it you, you already know my theory. <laughs> 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 they're like, oh, they're probably just happy for you. <laughs> get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Get it. <laughs> get it, boy. Get it. Oh. <laughs> 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 Okay, here's one. It's just a screenshot of a paper, and it says deaths. And underneath that, it says deaths are coming. <laughs> what? Next. Yeah. Huh. Oh, look. Here's a headline. I've been posting my letters in the dog poo box for two years. So, in other words, he thought it was the mailbox. Oh. Uh, <laughs> No, dog food box. Do- no dog poo. Oh, they look like mailboxes. They look like little mailboxes. They're green, aren't they? Well, this one was red. Oh, that's kind of gross. I, I mean, uh, we used to have a black lab. I used to take her out every morning and film her and put it on my Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Going number two. Yeah, bro. Every single morning. <laughs> <laughs> you get pink eye. Yeah, would you always say good morning? I thought you get a sty. Oh, yeah, sty. I don't know. Did you ever get a sty? Doing that? No. (laughs) Can't watch dogs take a poop because you get a sty. Yuck. Okay, a couple more. Uh, Walmart. Police receive report of a newborn infant found in a trash can. Upon investigation, officers discover it was only a burrito. It's <laughs> a big ass burrito. Dang. <laughs> Super burrito. Put some hot sauce on my burrito, ooh, baby. Ooh, throw away a burrito that you big. tastes so good to me. Okay, check this one out. You'll love this. Yeah. Arizona psychic hit by car says he never saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. Evidently. Evidently he didn't see it coming. <laughs> Where were your powers on that one, Merlin? Yeah, Merlin. <laughs> Need some Cleo to help you out on that one. Some Cl- Miss Cleo? Yeah. Call whatever Cleo. Happened to, whatever happened to that lady? Oh, she's probably in jail. Probably in prison Scam. somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Something. Two more. Okay. In a recipe for salsa published recently, one of the ingredients <coughs> excuse me. One of the ingredients was misstated due to an error. The correct ingredient is two te- teaspoons of cilantro instead of two teaspoons of cement. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crunchy. <laughs> Salsa's good, but it's crunchy. Okay, one more. Grand Theft Auto, elderly woman and her accomplice make low-speed getaway after stealing mobility scooter while disabled owner is in church. 
Probably had a long-standing beef. <laughs> Probably was went and wrecked it in the ditch real quick. I know. So that's what you get, Margaret. That's what you get, Margaret, for for stealing my Don't spot at the bingo. Right, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember on Dumb and Dumber when he really said that to that old lady at the paper. Remember, he's like, "Watch this for me." And he's oh, like, yeah. "Don't you go now." Don't you go down yeah. on me now. Remember that lady was in the scooter? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you pictured, that lady? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you guys want one more? Oh, this, okay, one more, just one more. One more. Woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex-girlfriend in gay pub after she waved that man dressed as a Snickers bar. What? <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. Woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex-girlfriend in gay pub after she waved at man dressed as a Snickers bar. Hmm. Hmm. Snickers. Why wait? Yeah. Oh, why wait? Oh. Here, have a Snickers. You like to dress up as a sumo and beat people up when you're hungry. (laughs) Here, you're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's crazy People are crazy Man stole two bottles of Jack Daniels And shouted you can't catch me fatty To security guard Say that again <laughs> I was just trying to Slip it in there Yuck <laughs> Don't do that Man stole two bottles of Jack Daniels and shouted, You can't catch me, fatty, to security guard. Yay. And there's your headlines for this week, gentlemen. There's your headlines for episode 130 in the house. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, see you next week. That was very informative, very informative. <laughs> well, that, what got me to thinking about that recently was I seen this one, and I might kind of get the actual headline wrong, but it said three-and-a-half-month-old baby was given to wrong parents at daycare. What? And I was just sitting there, and I had all day to think about that, and I no. was like, like, whose fault is that? Is it the, is it the daycares? Is it the parents? Is it both? It's like you just take any random little, okay, this baby will do it. Don't even look at it. Just take it and leave. Yeah. 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 No, no, no yeah. That's crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, that I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but still, like, that's just a comedy of errors, as they say. Yeah. Did you read the article? I did not read the article. I just, I couldn't get past the headline. I was like, what the? Yeah. I mean, you got to know it's your kid. I mean, at some point, you're like, hey, wait a minute. You know, you're trying to let me leave with this baby, but this baby is not mine. I had a (laughs) four-year-old. I mean, even if it's the same age baby, I mean. Maybe it was a burrito. Maybe he was a big, giant burrito. I don't know. Yeah, that's. that's, that's, (laughs) I'm like, I'm lost for words. I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, and, and. just yeah, I was like, I don't know, I don't even know where to begin with that. No, I don't yeah, 
No laughing matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys feeling warmed up? Yes, sir. All right, let's get into our main topic. I'm warm spiritually, physically, I'm kind of. <laughs> what about metaphorically? Metaphorically speaking, we all wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, wow. DJ, if you're ready, hit me with that beat. Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're here in episode 130 of Unspoken Words, 130 weeks in a row. Ha <laughs> ha hey. Did you say weeks? Yeah. Weeks. Weeks. Weeks? Sound like you had a lisp. A lisp. No, I do not have a lisp. Unique New York. So here we go. Uh, so this article that we're going to be reading from today is called Identifying and Treating Maladaptive Behavior. And you can find it on healthline.com. And it was posted on March 18th, 2020. Whoa. Just prior to the pandemic. March. Oh, yeah, that is true, huh? Um, Before we knew what a pandemic was. So, yeah. Anyway, so uh, you guys know the game plan. I'll read a paragraph or two, and then whatever's hitting you guys, just fire away and we're going to start off with what is maladaptive behavior maladaptive behaviors are those that stop you from adapting to new or difficult circumstances they can start after major life changes illness or traumatic event it could also be a habit you pick up early pick up at an early age you can identify maladaptive behaviors and replace them with more productive ones otherwise they can lead to emotional social and health problems if things are spiraling out of control, there is treatment. A qualified therapist can help you find better ways to react to life's challenges. Let's explore some of these maladaptive behaviors and signs you should seek. Um, I guess I'll just keep reading. Nothing was really hitting me there. So, unless you had something there? Oh, well, is it... Okay, I could be off base on this one, but is maladaptive behaviors just another way of saying coping skills, negative coping skills? Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 I think you're on the right track. Okay. Anyway, uh, read on. It, Interesting stuff. Maladaptive behaviors are they kind of like negative behaviors? What does the word maladaptive mean? Uh, oh, good question. Good question. Let's look up maladaptive. This is the only time in the show where we allow googling. <laughs> <laughs> if you highlight the word, it should just bring up the what you call. So, maladaptive. Not providing adequate or appropriate adjustment to the environment or situation. Ah, I see. Yes. Ah, Now you know. Now you know the rest of the story. So, maladaptive psychology. Maybe you've gone out of your way to avoid something. Perhaps you've stormed out of a room or screamed into the void you've all been we've all been there when there's when that's your only way of dealing with stressors it can be a problem maladaptive behavior affects people of all ages and backgrounds the key 
is to recognize it and work to change. Um, I know for myself, looking back at my old self, no, just kidding, looking at me, even today, uh, if I get mad or something's irritating or uh, someone, you know, this little call I said something and hurt my feelings and I get mad, like I want to huff and puff and I want to blow the house down. Uh, but, you know, these are things that I've been able to work on over the years. But that's how I operated a lot of my life, you know, in 32 years. The first 32 years of my life, man, I was a hothead. And I've done a lot of work on myself to kind of remedy my hot-headedness uh, because I recognize that about myself as I moved and I moved forward on the red road. <clears throat> um, so that I know that is one thing that um, that I relied on. That was my go-to. And with the, I guess now I'm talking about it, with the, it's like not, Positive coping skills, also like defense mechanisms. Okay. Yeah, go All ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, no, keep going. Yeah, go. I was just going to say, like, to tag along with what you were starting to say was that it's just all that stuff kind of wrapped up into one. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of an umbrella term. Um, I like it. I like umbrellas. Yeah, go ahead. But, um, yeah, like, I, I can say for one, like, me was always avoidance. Like mm. Just to avoid that negative feeling at any, I mean, even though it's crazy because you try to avoid something and yet it just hangs over you the whole time, right? Yeah. Rather than just dealing with it and getting it over with, uh huh. Just trying to avoid it, which just doesn't even make sense. True that. Um, and I read something recently that said something about how. <clears throat> To avoid our problems or responsibilities, we went and drank or used or whatever. But in the end, that's all we were left with was that problem or that thing that we were trying to avoid. And I was kind of like, huh, that was me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What you? Like avoiding confrontation or um, would that be like even like going and playing games? All right. Would that be described as maladaptive behavior? Like playing, you know what I mean? Like shutting the world out and playing video games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just kind of checking out. Yeah. I think that could be definitely. I think later on it kind of touches on something about like that. Yeah, it does. Something like along. But yeah, yeah, I think you're definitely on the right track. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I think a lot of things, like I said, it's a umbrella term. But I'll just keep reading here. <clears throat> uh, adaptive and maladaptive behavior, life rarely goes as expected. When faced with an obstacle, we can adapt or not. In the moment, it's not necessarily a conscious choice. It could be a temporary reaction until we have a chance to think about it. Adaptive behavior is making a choice to solve a problem or minimize an unwanted outcome. You might do something you don't necessarily want to do or find a way to work around it. You're adjusting the circumstance. For example, an avid reader who's losing their eyesight might adapt to learning Braille or buying audiobooks. They find a way to continue enjoying books. Maladaptive behavior would not be acknowledging vision loss 
or the need for change. It feels out. <clears throat> it feels out of control and painful to think about. So no action is taken. They end up missing out on something they enjoy. See that that kind of that really kind of clarifies a lot too because, like, I can hear like what did you say a defense mechanism or or a, um, yeah denial right. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to admit the fact that you're losing your eyesight. Like who who would right? Yeah. So rather than finding ways to keep enjoying things, then you know you just. Don't do anything. Yeah, you just try to ignore the fact, even though it's right there. Yeah. No, I could see that, too. Like, I think that's part of, I heard, you know, early on in recovery, like, our addictive thinking, I guess it's just maladaptive thinking behavior, is like, how it's ingrained in us very deep to the, like, point where, like, if I have a toothache on my, you know, I have a tooth on my left side that's aching, Instead of going seeing the dentist right away, I put it off and I just chew on my right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So that's like how how it works with us as addicts and alcoholics. That's funny. I've done that before. So I've done that tons yeah. of times. <laughs> <laughs> so and, yeah, that just kind of brings it. Oh, go ahead, Randy. No, I was just saying, like, man, that kind of yeah, that kind of explains a lot. I guess. Yeah, think- so like missing out on something you enjoy, like refusing to change, like being so stubborn, right? Like don't not wanting to admit that we could have got it wrong, or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or like our uh, how would it be like or um? I think the way that I get it is kind of like audiobooks, right? Like so, it's hard for me to make the adjustment. Um, because I'm used to reading, and when I listen to the audiobook, it's not as engaging. Mm. Uh, but I think that would be maladaptive behavior, huh? I think if you didn't try to get the audiobook, it would be maladaptive, huh? I think so. Okay. Like if you're right. losing your eyesight and you refuse to learn Braille or. Yeah. Refuse, refuse to help yourself. <clears throat> yeah. And that's kind of like how it is in Dixon, right? Like we don't want to admit that we have a problem. Um, everybody else can see that we have a problem. But I think like for me, like not admitting that I was addicted to drugs and alcohol for a long time, like allowed me to live in my own little world mm. you know like I didn't have to admit that I was you know what I mean like living in fantasy land um, yeah that's kind of what I got yeah for sure yeah that delusion that we're not hurting anybody and all that <clears throat> word to more good if I mean if we admitted it then we couldn't actually get to do that anymore right yeah True, very true. Yeah. So, maladaptive behaviors like these can become self-destructive. A self-destructive pattern, avoidance, avoiding a threat or disengaging from unpleasant <clears throat> unpleasantness is often the best move, especially for temporary things over which 
you have no control. When you continue to avoid something you shouldn't, it's maladaptive behavior. Suppose you have social anxiety, but your job requires you to mix and mingle on a regular basis. You make it a habit to <clears throat> um, feign illness or sneak out the back door after five minutes. You're not addressing the problem. Adaptive behaviors would be to seek help for your social anxiety. Try exposing exposure therapy or find a more suitable job. Other avoidance behaviors include not making eye contact during conversation, speaking too softly or not at all, not asking questions when you need more information. And to me, that was very interesting because I like mainstream society is big on eye contact, but it's not for us natives. It's not really, it's not a huge thing. Um, so I thought that was very interesting that they put that in the article. Because um, <clears throat> like I go to work and uh, I <laughs> I revert back to like those cultural teachings all the time. My boss is always calling me on it. She's like, you're looking at the wall and talking to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'll turn turn to her and I'll start talking. But she does it jokingly because she knows she's been through my presentations on this Native American culture and social norms. That's one thing I think that I, um, I've heard a lot of Native people have problems with too, and myself included, because even when you try to explain it to them, other people who don't practice that, yeah, they they still f- like theirs is so their way is so ingrained in them that it's yeah they they just cannot see past the fact that it's not a part of ours. Yeah, our our culture like to lock eyes with somebody or you know yeah that to me it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it starts getting uncomfortable for me too. Like, I don't know, it's like too intimate or something. Yeah, so I have to look away. <laughs> it's yeah, or it's like like I catch myself like why am I staring at this person and then yeah, or else I got like I'll be talking and then and I look kind of glance at them and they're staring at me the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, start moving my eyes all over the place, <laughs> yeah. like trying to get, you know, like find a, like a mental place out of this. Well, how do I get out of this? Yeah. It's just, it's just awkward feeling. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just, but like you said, it, it's so ingrained in us. Yeah. Or, you know, it's part of all our culture and, and never really having realized it until, I guess maybe when we start, I had to start adulting. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, the, um, yeah, the eye contact thing. I still struggle with it today. I can do it, you know. <clears throat> I guess at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but for the most part, I probably say about seventy-five percent of the time, I it's hard for me to lock eyes with somebody during conversation and keep that conversation going. Like I said, I start feeling weird. It's like. You know what? You know what's kind of crazy um, when you say that, like the avoidance thing. You know, it often gets mistaken for being shy. Yeah. You know, like uh, mainstream America looks like. So, like for me, that's something that I really try to work on. Like I'm an outgoing person or whatever, but also at the same time, like it, it, it's hard to like. Um, I struggle with like networking. You know what I mean? Like having, I struggle in having like light conversations um, and small talk. Mm. Is that like, 
And because I don't want to be uncomfortable, like a lot of times I'll just not do that. You know what I mean? True. You know what I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, because um, even oh, go ahead, keep going. Oh, but I was gonna say, but like being in, like an adaptive behavior then would be like me just kind of saying, man, like forget this and, and going out there and just establishing like who I really like, be who um, as engaging as you can, you know, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> man, I just say. Yeah, because, man, I mean, like, this past couple of weeks, I've had to do a lot of that. Man, I'm in bed by like 8 30, 8 o'clock. You know, it's just like mentally, emotionally, like, exhausting to carry on those small talks in like a networking situation. Or you have to do that. I mean, I do it, but yeah, then I'm just like drained after that. I'm just like, Ugh. and yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it, it's crazy. Like the two societies are like so different. One sees it as disrespectful, and then the other one is sees it as like respectful. Yeah. It's like the complete opposite. And then I think like a lot of times, <clears throat> mainstream America kind of takes it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're being rude or, or whatever. No, <clears throat> whatever the case may be. But you know, sorry, man. I'm trying to jump into the conversation as much as I can, but it's kind of hard not seeing you guys. I wouldn't lock eyes with you anyway. <laughs> Without seeing our eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that teams we should have kept it on teams. I know the audio wasn't. <clears throat> the audio wasn't working. We could have, but yeah. Just imagine, just picture JC sitting here in his chonies in a buffalo robe. Yeah, because that's what he's doing. Must <laughs> <laughs> to send you a picture. <laughs> One of those deep uh, cigar, or not cigar, but remember those deep pipes. Remember those old tobacco pipes. Oh yeah, yeah. The buffalo robe. Yeah, yeah. Deep pipe. <laughs> <laughs> You're Indian. It's a family show. It's a family show. <laughs> you guys are full of them this this month. It's like JC last episode. You don't want somebody taking your money and jerking you around. <laughs> hey, that's uh, now that now that I think about it, that's pretty good advice. Let them jerk you around first, and if it's worth it, then you pay them. <laughs> Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> All right, here we go. Back to the article on healthline.com. Passive aggressiveness. Passive aggressive when you express negative feelings indirectly rather than head on. You say one thing but really mean another. Your true feelings are woven into your actions. For example, your partner feels like staying home and cancels your dinner reservation. You've been looking forward to you're looking, you've been looking forward to it for weeks, so this upsets you. Instead of expressing disappointment, you smile and say, that's fine. Later, you're slamming doors and complaining about unrelated things. You're angry, but no closer to making your feelings understood. True. Very true. Passive-aggressive. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a big one for me. It's probably, it still is. I mean, let's be honest. It still is. Yeah. 
it's like okay for and when you're reading that and i i started cringing because i was thinking about some of my co-workers and how their work ethic and 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 their teamwork abilities are not are lacking are lacking yeah they they just don't have that and then some of them are just outright rude or selfish and mm-hmm. and and like okay so if i came up to you and said hey josiah i need a cart to put this in do you know where i can find one you'd have no problem with that right yeah it's like yeah you gotta go over here blah blah, blah. but if i walked up to you and said hey i i need a cart and then that's that's o- it okay yeah i'd be like yeah go get it yeah I, I know where there's one it's over there go grab it yeah and then, like, the passive-aggressive part is when I'll walk over there and push it farther away. <laughs> yeah. Like, <clears throat> put it behind another cart so they have to dig it out. Like, I'll show them. I'll show them. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, but it, it's frustrating because it's constantly the same people doing the same things over and over. And as much as I try to help other people, yeah, it's like they just keep doing that same thing. And finally, I just get tired of it. Like, you know, I try to be the best person that I can be, mm-hmm. but that old passive aggressiveness comes out. And, I'll just, uh, and I, and at the end of the day, and I, I got to be honest too, is like, I don't like being like that. I just don't like that, yeah, that version of myself. You're the favorite Indian. Cause I'm everybody's favorite Indian. Be everybody's <laughs> favorite Indian. You got to help out or, you know, you got to be the bigger Indian mm. and say, yeah, big you know, chief. You gotta be big chief, big chief. Wait, 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 wait. Big, big chief knows. We gotta, we gotta stay on track. I almost went off the rails. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm still guilty of it. Like maybe not as bad as I was before, but it's there. Yeah, I think that's the part. Like we kind of, uh, I think for me, try to keep away from the workforce. You know, um. But I'm guilty of it, bro. Like, I remember one time at Pacific, um, when I was still working there, getting into it, like, not getting into it, but knowing that our communication wasn't where it should have been and where it was previously. But at this, at that specific time, like, man, I remember, like, getting mad and then just, like, throwing tools, you know? Yeah. Like, like throwing tools and it's like, why am I even doing this? Like it was a big warehouse. There was nobody around. It wasn't going to hurt nobody, but it was just like out of like pure frustration. It was like me wanting somebody to notice that I was angry about a situation. It was like at the end of the day, it serves no purpose. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I definitely can relate to that. Yeah. And then like, and then it's you, like do you, why did I do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just what I was gonna say. Is like, and then does, at the end of the day, doesn't it kind of make you feel kind of, I guess, stupid about it? Yeah, it makes me feel like dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get on myself like even more, and then I go like into this pity party, like where it's like, well, I'm dumb and I messed up. I might as well like just keep going. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Kind like, of a no, snowball effect. Yep. Yeah. Man, it gets really negative really quick. Especially <laughs> if you don't address it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. man, man. And then I don't like that part because it's like, why do I? So I struggle, like, saying stuff. Like, why do I always have to say stuff? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 
No, I feel you on that. <clears throat> um, one of the things that passive aggressive, I guess, like coming towards me that I've heard, I guess, more in the past four or five years or whatever, <clears throat> like people saying, other natives saying, like, oh, that must be nice, like, you know, because of like what I have or they see something that I have and like kind of like that crab pot mentality. Oh, it must be nice. Like, oh, like, so you're noticing it from them? Yeah. Okay, so that's crazy. You know, that's crazy because, like, speaking of a coworker, one that I, no longer there, but, like, I fin- like I work really hard all day long so that I can get out there in a timely manner. Yeah. If I took my time, like everybody else, I'd be stuck there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go until the job's done. But I, boom, I prove myself, and then, you know, I'm done. And my boss appreciates that, and so he lets me go. Yeah. And I'm, a lot of times, most times, I'm leaving before anybody else, and then someone of my coworkers said that. Yeah. Oh, you're going home? Yeah, it must be nice. And I, I just kind of said, it is, and I just left. <laughs> it is. Maybe you should bust your ass, too. Like, it is, and so I, and I didn't say anything else. I just left. I probably shouldn't have said that. I mean, that's kind of petty, but. Yeah. Because, but I, his passive aggressiveness, I guess, if that's what it was, Still kind of leaked onto me, and without even me realizing it, I reacted. Yeah, and you're just passive-aggressive right back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just kind of being all petty about it. And well, yeah. A passive-aggressive and a passive-aggressive equals undangative. No, I'm just kidding. Equals a negatory. But, uh, yeah. No, bro. Like, that That kind of makes, yeah, I can identify with that one, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, after reading that portion, I'm definitely going to be more aware of my passive aggressiveness. Not me. I'm still going to be a son of a bitch. Man, I know you guys really have to work on that, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I know know mine comes out a lot, like, when we're playing at open gym or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, if someone slips me an elbow or whatever, like, then I do it too. Like, next time, not maybe not right away, but at some point... During that open gym, I'm gonna, you remember boom, it? I remember it, and then I catch him off guard, and boom, elbow to the chest or elbow to the ribs. You're a pretty big dude, so like a little elbow <laughs> from you. I remember one time you did that to me. I was just messing around, too, and you went like that. Just, man, pushed me about four feet the other direction. Right. <laughs> no, I remember I dropped step. I sent, you, sent about four of you off, and I just laid it in. like bowling pins. Yeah. The Tatanka is driving Knocking the lane. down a bunch of turns, huh? <laughs> this is Tatanka basketball. When he barely pushes back, it freaking sends somebody flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so y'all better watch out if you can come to the open gym. <laughs> All right, moving right along. <clears throat> uh, self-harm. Some people deal with stressful events by hurting themselves, such as cutting, scratching, or burning skin, picking at scabs or wounds, pulling out hair, eyelashes, or eyebrows, self-hitting or banging your head, refusal to take needed medications. This may provide temporary relief, but only exacerbates, exacerbates, exacerbates problems and can potentially harm your health. Um, I don't know. I was like trying to think of like, if there's any kind of self harming things I've ever done. Probably about, <clears throat> I don't know if it's on here later on, but like, uh, stress eating. 
I consider that like kind of self harming. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's not good for you, right? Yeah, it's not good for me. And like when I, even now, I'll stress eat, and it's like sweets, though, like like the cupcakes you said, or cake, or cookies. Like I'll stress eat on that. That makes me wonder because I know like mine was the opposite. Like if I was stressed, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat at all. Oh wow! Like I wouldn't have an appetite. Mm-hmm. But now, like nothing tastes good. Yeah, it's oh. like I didn't want to eat. Like I wasn't had, I wasn't hungry for anything. Like you try to go through your mind and like, oh, this might taste good. No, no. this might be good. No. Mm. So maybe for me, it's like I have to have something really sweet because nothing would taste good. And maybe it's that sugar that kind of mingled in your bloodstream and kind of gave you that lift. Yeah. A pick-me-up, too, maybe. Mm-hmm. True, true, That kind of makes sense. Mine is like gummy bears, you know? Oh, yeah. I love gummy bears. Man, I eat gummy bears, but then it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of get, like, it doesn't make me feel good. Mm. Like, they taste good, but I kind of get, like, this ugly feeling from like eating. Nauseated? Yeah, like it just like it just kind of sits there and yeah, it makes me nauseous. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel not that. A, yeah, it's not a good feeling, man. Man, I want some cake now. <laughs> cake with gummy bears on it? <clears throat> no, um, hold the gummy bears. Hold the bears, please. All right, keep the bears. <laughs> Moving right along, anger. Our anger is a normal emotion. Anger that spurs you to constructive action is useful. It's not useful if you're often angry or have angry outbursts. Uncontrolled anger doesn't solve problems. It alienates others and hampers your ability to communicate effectively. A child's temper tantrum would fall into this category. Most children eventually see that there are better ways to get <clears throat> to the desired result. Uh, I know anger is my biggest downfall, like I was saying earlier, as a hothead. <clears throat> um, that was my go-to and it served its purpose as far as, you know, when I was in my addiction, I was able to justify anything and everything so I could use and drink, um, in my addiction. Um, so today I can't, I mean, I tell myself I can't get mad, but I still do at times. And when I do, you know, I, I have to use my healthy coping skills and I have to use my accountability people and bounce it off them and journal, pray, do all those things because I know that for me, my anger is very detrimental because it takes me to a place, um, you know, takes me to the fuckets and that's someplace I cannot be. I cannot, I cannot operate there because if I do, it's gonna, I'm going to be like F it and go drink like F all of this and go drink. And so the anger piece, man, I know for me, that's huge. It's like the biggest thing. I got to rebuke the anger. Rebuke the anger. Yeah. To yeah. beat it out of me. No, I, I can identify with that. Physically. I think I kind of like, <coughs> how? We'll move over there. No, I I was trying to figure out, like, man, I'm sorry, guys, my voice is crazy. But, uh, so, like, why is it so easy to get angry 
but so hard to cool off. Ooh, man, man, we can. You know what I mean? Like nah, my level can... of anger is different than say somebody from mainstream society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always wondered that. Like, you know what I mean? Like how. Like their ten is probably like my one. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, um, I feel you because, like, like what you said, like mainstream society, some kind of air quotation normal person, their ten f an anger is like our what we operate on every day out of one for us. Yeah, I am very angry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but like, you know what I mean, though. Like, and that's something like. <laughs> For us, it's like, man, you're really like, I don't know, is that because of like different environments or yeah, I think different it, upbringings? I think <clears throat> um, kind of like what it said earlier in the article was kind of how I kind of think about it. Like, because we are exposed to a lot of trauma and a lot of adverse adversity. Yeah. Man, um, it doesn't take a lot to tick us off and get to our 10 as an anger. But yeah, it takes us a lot to come back down. Pro- and probably a learned behavior too. Oh yeah. Yep. Like from, learned see- behavior, huh? from seeing it. Yep. You know what, like, um, what's crazy. So like an incident, what was it? It really wasn't an incident. It was about a week ago. But it was my daughter. Um, she, man, what? <clears throat> I forget where we were. But there was some uh, native kids from the reservation. And the way they talked to, like, my daughter, like, that girl was already, like, super confrontational. Mm. You know what I mean? She was like, because I, like, that was the first thing I noticed because it was like, man, like, my daughter's a boxer and. This girl don't even know the tree she's barking up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but for her, she was like, it, it was like a lot. It was like a Adriel, like that in front of her at a line or something. Yeah. But her and her friends were there. And there was like three of them. And already they were like super combative. And Adriel was just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like I could see like the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like that too. I kind of operate like that, like that kid from the reservation. Like I get, I, I think like for me, like I take things personal. Yeah. You know, I like knowing that it's business, but I take it personal. And I operate out of personal frustration and anger versus operating logically. What would be the best for like, for this situation, for everybody involved. And then later, like when I think about it, I'm like, man, I was wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because it reminds me of like, remember Chappelle show and, and keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. 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 Like I get like that, bro. Like <laughs> I'd be, you know, like fired or cause I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. And that's one part that I try to always like, keep under control because I think that's why self-control is super important, right? But it's crazy that we just learned these in like the late 30s. Yeah. 
forties. But I, I think like, but I feel like definitely like environment, upbringing, culture, all plays a difference, man. And as natives, we have encountered a lot of abuse and misuse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like a lot of times like it pisses me off too when mainstream society turns a blind eye at it mm-hmm. and not trying to be like a victim or, or trying to be like, Oh, poor me, what was me? But it's like, man, like there are people like for me, like busting your behind to do things. And then you, you know what I mean? Like somebody else doesn't notice or, or doesn't have to put that much effort in. Mm. And it, it's like, okay, like why is this a struggle? But yet, that person's not struggling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah and then they kind of, yeah, I don't know. Like I just go crazy. Yeah. No, I feel and, that. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, man, like how do you stop that? And what do you do? Like, and, but I think like the solution for me is like telling myself, sorry guys, like, but, but this is kind of what I'm getting from this, from like this article. But it's like, for me, it's like, I don't want to be that. So I started like positive self-talk to myself. I am smart enough. I am good enough. I am enough just the way that I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that's definitely right on the right track. Like that's kind of like, I think you touched on something that's always kind of playing in the back of my head. <clears throat> um, not so much now, but like, especially like, uh, maybe 10 years ago or so, like the struggle that, I mean, the battles that I had to go through just to have a career in this city, in this mainstream society is not the case for a lot of the people that I was sitting in the same office as. And yet they're spiteful to me. They're, they look at me some way just because the color of my skin and they're making they're, make, they're making it more difficult for me to even raise my family or have a career in this town when they don't even know what it took for me to get to on the same playing field as them. Yeah. And so I think uh I think part of that is true, but at the time it fed into my addiction too as well. Because then, like, what you mentioned, too, earlier, like, the pity party. I took that to a place of pity, and I go, oh, I'm going to drink over this because they don't understand my struggles. Oh, man. (laughs) Nobody understands. Nobody goes through what I go through. (laughs) Nobody knows (laughs) the trouble I've seen. (laughs) What movie is that? Nobody knows my song. Zazu. Nobody. Zazu was singing that song. The treble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. I've got a bunch of lovely coconuts. There they are, standing in a row. Big ones, small ones, ones as big as your head. What was that on? Oh, Lion King. Lion King. Lion King, I mean. Remember that, that lady was singing on Spaceballs, too. Oh, was she? When she was locked up. Oh. Nobody knows. Oh, so that was an homage to Spaceballs on Lion King? I think it's just an old-timey song. Oh. 
Like an old jail song. Old jail song. All right, moving right along here. So, old gospel song. Whether, oh, substance use, whether it's alcohol, prescribed drugs, or non prescribed non prescribed drugs, substance use can be a type of avoidance behavior. It's a problem when you use it to ease anxiety or to obliter- obliterate your feelings. Any escape from reality is temporary at best. This behavior can lead to emotional and physical addiction, creating a whole set of a whole new set of problems. And I think we all know that. I would know. For damn sure. And even if I did, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll close out with this. Um, close out with the maladaptive behavior causes. And I think this is kind of where our conversation was going anywhere. Anyway, cause both of you guys kind of both stated, like, why are these things happening? Why are we like this? Please tell me. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Tell me now. Maladaptive behaviors causes. There are many reasons you might form a maladaptive behavior pattern. It could be that you haven't had good examples of adaptive behavior or a chaotic life has kept you from developing good coping skills. There's that word, that phrase. Maybe a chronic illness has blindsided you. You may not be able to pinpoint the cause. Trauma. Childhood sexual abuse is linked to self-harm, substance use, and unsafe sexual behavior. Maladaptive behaviors can also rise out of adult trauma. Developmental disorders. The small study published in 2010 found a link between sleep disorders and maladaptive behavior among people with developmental delay. Maladaptive behavior and anxiety. Research indicates that avoidance is a maladaptive behavioral response to fear and anxiety. The pattern of avoidance while providing temporary relief can increase anxiety. And those are just some of the causes of why we develop these maladaptive behaviors. And I think I kind of really, um, both of you guys kind of touched on it. And then this article even touches on it like we didn't have good coping skills. Coping skills and we didn't have good examples of people around us handling things in a good way. So something adverse happens. Um we go to getting pissed off and throwing shit around and yelling around, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of like what <clears throat> I think we said it before on this podcast about how our parents did the best they could with, did the best that they could with what they knew. And this is like no shot at my folks or anything. But yeah. I've seen a lot of grownups um, when something got difficult or something. Then they start cussing and throwing shit around. And as I grew up seeing that, it was funny to me. So I made fun of it. I would make fun of it like when things, the dust settled and stuff. And then I was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so remembered her like this. And I'd throw something and start cussing around and everybody would laugh. And so I made fun of it. But as an adult, I did those things too. I think I shared on here where even just a few years ago, four or five years ago, I was changing out the hose on the dishwasher at her house and it was all like behind a bunch of crap and it was difficult to get out and even get back in. And I started cussing around saying, who the F made this? Who's the dumbass who designed this? And I was cussing around like that. 
just like how I seen when I was a kid. And and I think another thing that I noticed that was huge too is when those kind of things happen rather than do anything, they don't do anything at all. Mm. Yeah. Just like don't even basically, try. Don't just basically internalize it and then just kinda almost I uh, maybe sweep it under the rug or, you know, act like nothing happened or not address it. Not, or be like that's just the way he is, and that's how he works or operates. Yeah, yeah, well, and 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 not even like even the person that okay on on one hand might get angry one minute, but then on the other hand might not do anything at all, right? Oh, true. Like yeah. that's that's what their mm. behavior was like. Yeah, and so like okay, so we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna address that. We're not gonna say anything about that. That's just like it never happened. Mm. And then so you kind of grow up thinking okay well then there's some things i can't talk about some things i can't address some things i can't react to some things i can't like what do i do with that and knowing now what you know having the information that we have now you know there i mean a lot of things have to be you know we have to be have a that release valve for that yeah like okay that was that scared me mm. i was afraid or that confused me i didn't understand Right, you yeah. know, be, being able to express those feelings in a healthy way, rather than, you know, elephant in the room that nobody looks at or nobody notices, nobody talks about. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, sir. Definitely, freaking agree with both of you guys because, um, and I'm on the same thing like with Josiah saying like no shot at my parents, but these are things that I I've seen as well. And I think, like, like now moving forward, it's kind of giving, I think, the next generation these types of skills, you know? Yes. It's like, hey, uh, back then, you know, like having these conversations with my daughter and being like, well, th- we didn't do things like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, trying to give, like, a broader, broader picture. Um, you know, because... And we always say, like, man, our parents did the best we could, and, and my childhood wasn't the worst. But there are a lot of things that I've learned that aren't healthy, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think we just need more understanding, like, when I think about it, like, cross-culturally understanding, uh, deeper understanding for both parties, you know? For sure. First show. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, last paragraph. Now, there's some, there's a, probably a good portion of this, about a third of this that I didn't cover because um, I just wanted to steer the conversation in this to this point. <clears throat> um, so, if you want to check out the uh, article, like I said, it's on healthline.com. So, <clears throat> last paragraph treating maladaptive behavior. If you've fallen into a pattern of maladaptive behavior, you've taken the first step by recognizing it. Now you can make a conscious effort to change the way you react to things. <clears throat> Consider alternate, more productive behaviors to replace maladaptive ones. It will take some practice, so it's important not to slide into avoidance. Any conditions such as addiction or anxiety need to be addressed 
with the appropriate professional, depending on your circumstance. Treatment may include addiction counseling, anger management, cognitive behavior therapy, exposure therapy, meditation, relaxation, and stress-reducing techniques, talk therapy. You can connect to a physician in your area um, using the Healthline Fine Care tool. <clears throat> so I think one of the hugest steps is identifying and recognizing that there is a problem that you are acting in this maladaptive way. Uh, and I know that was huge for me. Um, I just had a recent conversation with an individual who was like talking about AA and how they don't go to AA because people there call themselves alcoholics. And to this person, they're like, I'm not an alcoholic. And I was like, okay, hold the phone. That may be true. I mean, that might be like what's your, what works for you. But for a lot of people in AA, admitting that they're an alcoholic is liberty for them. Like it is for me, admitting that I'm an addict, there's liberty in that for me because for so long I lied to myself about not having a problem. And so when I finally admitted it, that I did have a problem. It was just that, who it was very liberating, huge weight off my shoulder. And then I could go seek help. So, you know, with this maladaptive behaviors, um, <clears throat> to me, the way I see it, acknowledging that you're in these patterns and then pers- that acknowledgement is huge. Um, even now I'll fall back into that maladaptive behaviors with my anger. Um, so, but today I'm able to recognize it and remedy it like the article said, but with that, I'll pass it on to you wise gentlemen. Big cheese. Go ahead. <laughs> big cheese. <laughs> no, big, I, big chief, big chief. Oh, that'd be me. Big chief knows. Big Chief knows many good things. Now, uh, you know what I was thinking about is, <laughs> like, the fact that, I mean, anymore when I recognize something like that, it makes it harder for me to continue. And, like, I mean, like I, I talked about the passive-aggressive thing, and I still do that even though I recognize it, but it's not as severe as it was. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, that's that's no excuse. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just telling you where I'm at. But it, like, when I recognize things like that, it makes it harder for me to kind of continue on with that. Because, you know, me, I'm always saying, oh, that guy's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean, that's one of my favorite sayings. That guy's full of shit. Just because, you know, trying to call him out on their BS. But then I think about that That phrase holds true for me, too. Like, oh, man, I'm full of shit. Man, JC's full of shit. JC, you're full of shit. Talking about <laughs> that shit. Look, look at you. You know, so, it, like, it's almost, like, in a good way, though, like, it's like it it, it holds me to a, a standard that I, I'm trying to develop for myself. Like, okay, I don't want to be full of shit, so what do I do to help? But, but it's the recognition part is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is that being able to recognize it, I think, is then... We like like I said earlier too. Remember, like when we were in denial about our our drinking and using and all our other behaviors. As long as we were in denial, then we didn't have to admit it. And if we admitted it, then we can't keep doing what we were doing without any kind of 
um, I guess, negative consequences like guilt or shame or anything like that. Yeah. So recognizing it and saying it for what it is, like, man, I get angry too much or I overreact or I'm passive aggressive or I'm, you know, whatever the case may be. Or you're full of shit. Or you're full of shit. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be full of shit. So how do I change that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. True, man. And so, like, I think that recognition part and calling it out is just—it's a huge step because then it—it it takes away a lot of your defenses. Mm. Hmm. Brings those walls down. Brings those walls down. Like you can't, you can't. There's no hiding now. Mm. Go ahead, little chief. Your turn. <laughs> little what, chief what knows. <laughs> Little chief knows. <laughs> what kind of walls are you talking about? But um, no, I, I I think like awareness is key because when we're aware of our negative behavior, it's easier to not BS ourselves because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to live in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, if we live in like a silo and it's just us, we, you know, um, but when we're we're aware of it, it kind of like, okay, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. So it's kind of like, like Josiah was talking about when we first started a podcast and they would re-listen and we would listen to ourselves and the people that go, "Mm, um, um, uh," you know, all those little, um, 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 um. Things like that, like that's kind of what it reminds me of because once we're aware of it and we continue to practice and we're repetitive in in what we have learned, not not only does it just become head knowledge, but it also like it becomes ingrained in us because these maladaptive behaviors, that's how they became uh, semi-permanent in our lives, if Mm. that makes sense. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's something that we did continuously without knowing and Previously, like our parents didn't know what they didn't know. Yeah. Um, and then now, like we're aware of that, so it's like okay, let's change the game. And like when I was looking at the at the end of that article, it's like man, we are already doing this uh, positive self talk. You know, breathing exercises, meditations, um, expressing your feelings, communicating. You know, and, and I think like. In the beginning of this, uh, in the beginning of the show, when you were talking about like, or not the beginning, but in the beginning of the article, when you were talking about those coworkers that don't work like teammates, I think like I fall into that. But now that I'm aware of it, it's like, okay, let's fix this so it's not a problem anymore because I do want to get better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that's the real part of recovery is taking note of the weaknesses in our lives Mm. and attempting to turn them into strengths. For sure. Yeah, because, like, at this point, it's like, man, like, we're, you know, life isn't going to, we only get one chance at life. And at the end of the day, man, like, I want to leave this world in a better place than I found it, you know? Mm-hmm. And by raising a good human and and teaching her the benefits of of addressing these types of issues, especially for natives, because a lot of this is is things that we're not aware of. Yeah. Um, 
But I think with, with knowledge, we, I think we can know things and never act upon it. And that just kind of takes up space in our head. Yeah. But also like behaviors like this is like something that we can understand, know, understand, deal with it and apply the solution. That's kind of like what I get, man. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And I think the article at the end there really highlights something that's crucial because within that maladaptive, I think there's a lot of pride and that we try to be too independent when with our maladaptive stuff is, I got this, I can do this, I got this, I don't need any help. But at the end of the article, it talks about going into some sort of treatment and seeking help, meaning that we can't do it alone. We need people to guide us we need people to direct us and i think all of us kind of touched on it too like those accountability people need to have those in our lives and for me um i was so like lost in this maladaptive behavior that it took a lot for me to like just be vulnerable and ask for help and be vulnerable and share things with my sponsor or my counselor or whoever it was that was trying to help me. So just know that, you know, making those baby, taking those baby steps, it's going to, it's something new to be vulnerable and accountable and transparent with somebody, especially if you don't know them and they're like a counselor or something. But these guys are under law to keep that stuff confidential and that, they're here. They're there to help, and ultimately, the more and more we're able to be vulnerable on this walk on the red road and share our story, it lessens that guilt and shame that comes with those years of use. So, yeah, I really encourage you guys to take that first step. If you're listening out there, you really have to apply this. In order to work, I see everything in this article in our group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we need to really apply this to unspoken words. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, man, to be honest, and, and to piggyback off of you, right? Uh, off of you, it's like pride really is the issue. I think pride is is where most things stem from. Yeah, you know, um, especially as natives, it's like oh, I don't want to take advice from you because you know, and we don't say it, but you know, mm-hmm. just uh, yeah, like I don't want to take advice. I don't want to, you know, do it like or what we say. Like I don't want to do it the white way. Yeah, you know, um, but also like I, I think it's beneficial, and it's super beneficial. Thank you for bringing this article up, man. And there's another question that we should ask ourselves, too. Is it pride or is it false pride based on insecurity? I mean, what do you mean by false pride? I've never gotten gotten that. You know, okay, so false pride. It's like an example of false pride would be 
or they some people might even call it junkie pride is as, as far oh. as as far as uh, uh uh addicts go. Yeah, okay. Like I can say, Oh man, I can drink way more vodka than Josiah and I could drink vodka all day and not even get a buzz. Yeah, okay. And I could do more dope than you or you know, I can I can scrap it out without man, I'll beat your ass, blah 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 or you know I whatever the case may be, basically talking yourself up in the neck about negative things. Yeah. To to make yourself feel better. Or in this case, too, it might even be like, okay, I don't need your help. I can do this by myself. But then deep on the inside, you're scared to death. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so, but so like like a pride thing would be, yeah, you know what, man? I, I, I'm proud to be indigenous. And like I, I'm proud of my people. Uh, and... And I wouldn't want to be anything else, you know, or I don't know, you know, there's, there's a good pride and then there's that false pride. Yeah. And that false pride is usually based on insecurity. Like I have to say these things, even though they're negative, even though like, you know, you can say, oh man, I, I ain't got no problem doing five years in prison. I could do that easy. I've done it before. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But anybody that says they enjoy prison is Full of it. Full of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to say that you won't be able to cope with that environment when you're there, mm-hmm. but to be out on the street and then to say that you have no problem going back, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't buy that for a minute. Yeah. Um, no, I feel you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that false pride based on insecurity. Yeah. Like underneath. Oh, yes. tell me that all my cousins in there. Yeah. Saying that, like because, that uh, saying that because you don't want to be vulnerable, you don't want to show your fear, you don't want to be mm. that your insecurities go exposed. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's that that especially the way, you know, we all grew up, that's a tough pill to swallow that fact that I don't got it all together. Yeah. True. Very true. Absolutely. Right on. That was, <clears throat> thank you guys for your feedback on that article. And <clears throat> I kind of picked that up because I, I've heard in a conversation like last month, someone used that maladaptive and I was like, oh yeah, that'd be a good topic. So that's where that stemmed from. Some counselor just dropped it. I think it was when Joel was here. He said maladaptive behaviors. I was like, oh, that'd be a good topic. Joe. <laughs> so, oh, Joel Simpson. Oh, oh, yeah, I just saw that guy at the Albertsons. <laughs> Did you? Getting fried chicken. Fried chicken. I don't know what he was getting, but he was over <laughs> in that area. Probably <laughs> oh, getting rotisserie. He's a marathon runner. Oh, yeah. Probably can't eat greasy foods. Maybe he was just smelling it. <laughs> <laughs> just still standing there smelling out a greasy food. Can't. Basking in the ambience. Basking in the ambience. Basking in the ambience. <laughs> Bask in that greasy ambience. <laughs> yeah, because don't you tell your empties? Works every time. TMI. Works every time. Just let me bask in that greasy ambience. Please, one more time. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got to go to work. 
Hurry, I'm not going to see you for a long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a little trade secrets over here. Oh, man. Cooking. And now you know. <laughs> no rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> JC's Romantic Adventures. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Thank you guys for bringing it. And as always, and. We're going to close out one thirty here now. So we appreciate you out there, all our listeners, all our supporters all over flat earth. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading the unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Ha, ha, hey. And with uh, that, uh, hey. Wichita. Wichita, we are out. Shinnick. Go ahead and use that one. That one was for free.